I think if you would have asked like 22 year old, like graduating, like May 21st, 2007, Leslie, if she would ever come back to Grinnell, she would have laughed. Um, but there's something, there's something like weirdly magnetic about this place. From the Center for Careers, Life, and Service at Grinnell College, you're listening to the season finale of Going Forth. I'm Nicholas Lampietti. I'm Meredith Benjamin. And joining us for the first time in a while is executive producer Katie Kriegel. Hi, guys. Hi, Katie. Welcome back. I think the last time we talked to you, Katie, was our first episode back in February. And 19 episodes later, here we are. We've heard from some pretty incredible guests this season. Like Allie Benjamin, National Book Award finalist, and Jay Dick, Senior Director of State and Local Government Affairs at Americans for the Arts, the largest national arts advocacy organization. Or Dixon Romeo, Campaign Director and Community Organizer in Chicago, and Nathan Club, former candidate for Atlanta City Council, who also happened to run for the Iowa State House of Representatives in his fourth year at Grinnell. We've talked to people working in the tech industry, healthcare, and the art world. We've learned about how to make money and simultaneously follow your dreams. And have heard incredible life advice from so many wise souls. Plus, tons of practical advice from experts here at the CLS about the perfect resume, effective networking, and finding fantastic summer opportunities. As our tagline says, Grinnellians go incredible places. And what happens when that place is right back here? On today's episode, Finding Your Way Back to Grinnell, we chat with some familiar voices who have found their way back to the jewel of the prairie. You'll hear their reasons for returning, what it's like to work at the same place you went to school, and some of their favorite memories of their college time. You've already heard these people in some capacity this season, but here's a little refresher. First up is Sarah Purcell. Professor Purcell graduated in 1992 with a degree in history. She went on to earn her Master's of Arts and a PhD in history from Brown University. Here she is on what led her back to Grinnell. Yeah, well, I was teaching already a professor at uh, Central Michigan University, and I taught there for three years. And um, so I liked being a professor. I was already a historian. I was working on my first book, but I really found myself very invested in the teaching, not surprisingly, um, graduating from Grinnell, I was very interested in teaching. And I was putting a ton of time and energy into my students, which was great, except that I had so many students every semester that it was really hard to give them all the time and attention that I wanted to. So I really wanted to teach at probably a liberal arts college where I could be more focused on teaching writing and mentoring students in research and just getting to know my students better. I, I did that to a certain degree when I taught at a big university, but it, it was just hard because of the scale of everything. So um, I had been looking around for a new position a little bit, and then the job came open at Grinnell and I applied for it. And thankfully I got the job here. So I think in my own experience, I was looking for a place to teach that was like Grinnell, where I could um, apply my love for the liberal arts and my love for kind of individual attention and, and mentoring to students. And I was lucky enough that I got hired for a job at Grinnell. Grinnell provides such a rich learning environment. It's also a special place to live. Here's T. Craig, 
class of 2009, who graduated from Grinnell with a degree in anthropology and now works as a mental health counselor at Shaw. Basically, I, um, I've been living in California for a number of years and was just ready to come back to the Midwest, frankly. I was tired of just the, the hustle and bustle, frankly, of living in the San Francisco Bay Area after about nine years and wanted a change in cost of living, wanted a reduction in traffic, wanted a break from the fires out there, <laughs> all the things. I was really just trying to think of somewhere that I might feel comfortable moving back to the Midwest, which is where I'm from. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, as a, as a person who identifies as LGBTQ, I was especially kind of like, where would I feel kind of reasonably safe and comfortable um, as a professional getting getting started without any real professional network in the Midwest. And just one morning thought, I wonder, I wonder if Grinnell ever has any openings uh, <laughs> in my line of work. And strangely enough, there just happened to be an opening and I applied and it all happened really rather kind of quickly. I think I applied in November, 2019 or something. And by February I was on campus in my office. So kind of serendipitous right before the, the pandemic started too. So Serendipity has been a prominent theme of this podcast. And while some people find their way back to Grinnell, in the case of Leslie Bleichner, class of 2007, Grinnell finds them. Leslie is currently the Assistant Chief Diversity Officer and has served in countless roles within the field of education and diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Like none of my returns to Grinnell were intentional, and yet they absolutely were. And with my first stint in intercultural affairs, it was very much just like the universe just really did align. Like I'd, I'd finished graduate school. I had been working in intercultural relations at one of our peer institutions, actually, for two and a half years, and then was doing uh, diversity training for like teachers. And so I'd been in that world and it just so happened that the college like made some decisions and based on the relationships that I had when I was a student <laughs> and with my mentors, like they reached out to me. It was like, hey, this opportunity is happening. Would you want to come back? And the answer is always yes. Like um, I was involved in alumni council stuff and like volunteering. And so my relationship with the college continued post-graduation, but yeah, it wasn't intentional until it was. And I could say the same for my return in 2019 to the CLS, my life circumstance, like I needed a job. <laughs> and like, to be honest, like returning to Grinnell felt like a little like unfinished business. It was the role and life just took me in a different direction. And so to come back and sort of close that loop uh, felt really right. And coming to the CLS to do something a little bit different. So it wasn't an exactly like a lather rinse repeat of a former role felt really right too, and felt really restorative and just to kind of grow and now transition to my new role. So this is like my third gig at Grinnell feels really right. Relationships are some of the most important parts of the Grinnell experience. The connections we form with those around us while at Grinnell can last a lifetime. And if you're Rachel Edwards Harveth, it might even be the reason you come back. A graduate of the class of 2000, Rachel is the director of the Arts, Media, and Communications Career Community and has done stints in New York, Iowa City, where she received her MFA in directing, and Chicago, where, among other things, she served as the Associate Artistic Director of Chicago Dramatists. My best friend in the world, uh, Sarah, she and I were both in the Smith Annex our freshman year, and that's how we met. 
they used to call it the nunnery back then. I don't know if they still do now. And then we were roommates our sophomore year and just have been best friends ever since. She's from Iowa, born and bred. She has just been dying since I moved to Chicago to get me back to Iowa. She even tried hooking me up with some dude that she met on a mega bus coming back from visiting me in Chicago who lives in Cedar Rapids that she was like, oh, you have to meet this guy. You have to meet this guy. And we went on a date that was very awkward. So needless to say, it didn't work out, but she's been trying and trying to get me back to Iowa. And finally she sent me the job posting for this job and she won. I came back <laughs> because I, I, I was looking at the time for a full-time job doing something related to the arts that I cared about that would also have a steady salary and health insurance <laughs> and would allow me to start a family. I saw the job posting and I was like, man, I would have loved it if there were some career services in the arts. When I was a student at Cornell, that would have been great. So I applied. It was the easiest cover letter I ever wrote in my life because I was like, man, I, I know this job. I know these students. I, I, I know what, what they need and I'd love to work with them. And they gave me an interview shortly thereafter. And the rest is history, as they say. So what happens when you come back to a place with so much personal history? We asked our guests to describe what it's like living and working at the same place where they spent an incredibly formative period of their lives. If you remember from the opening of her episode, Professor Purcell talked about the 90s themed Harris this semester and actually going to Harris in the 90s. Yeah, that was that. I don't do that now. So that, that was, it's not like that, but that's a, that's a memory. Even though campus has changed tremendously in the 30 years since I graduated, I graduated 30 years ago, almost to the week, but there are still a lot of places that I used to frequent. Uh, probably the most notable is Burling Library, which was probably my favorite place on campus when I was a student and is still probably my favorite place on campus as a professor. And so um, in some ways, it's nice to be able to be in touch with those memories through the places there are some you won't believe me but there are some places on campus that still smell the same and you can kind of like tap into uh an old memory if you like turn the corner and you're like what it's i don't know if it's the the siding or the carpet or i i don't know it's like main lounge or there are parts of burling that kind of smell the same like book must that they smelled in the 90s some of it is just a kind of sensory experience of being around but the the greatest thing about grinnell has always been the people and so a lot of the people have also changed but the both the place and the people and the institution is still really um, energizing and now it's normal i mean i've been here for 22 years so it's it's kind of normal to see it from the professor side of the, I don't know, of the experience. There's definitely um, an acknowledgement that it's 
it's still the same place. It's still Grinnell College as an institution, one for which I hold a lot of esteem. Now, I will say there are always things that as a faculty member, I, you know, I think Grinnell College could be doing better, but it's nice to have a hand in trying to make that the case, at least as a faculty member. So it's the institution we love and also one that we struggle to, you know, uh, make better and better and hold up to its own values. And, uh, but it's a struggle that I'm, I'm engaged in on a daily basis. The very best thing is having Grinnell College students as my students and having all my colleagues on the faculty and staff. I sort of feel like I have um, several generations of Grinnellian perspective. Um, the institution kind of gets in your pores and so you, you just sort of soak it up <laughs> as you go along every decade. I sort of had a fantasy that I would come and I would be able to, you know, of course I'd be working in my office and seeing students, but be out on the rest of campus more, you know, I was excited to kind of go to, like I loved to go to all the different kinds of talks that Grinnell had when I was a student. That was something that I really enjoyed. You know, just be be a part of the community. Then, you know, kind of reality kicked in. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, there's a lot involved here. For one, just pandemic that obviously impacted things a lot. And <laughs> before I even really had a, a chance to kind of develop any sort of routine or or build relationships on campus or anything. So that obviously had an impact, but also kind of the reality of in my role, there is this, this challenge of, you know, I wanna be, I would like to be more visible than I am on campus and kind of out there on campus a little bit more. And there's a delicate balance there because um, that can also have impacts on, you know, students that I see, right? For them to, you know, this is kind of a contained safe space where we're having conversations about lots of sometimes difficult topics. And, you know, I also have to be aware of how that might be for folks that I'm working with if they're seeing me show up in places that are unexpected. And so it's not that I, I can't or shouldn't be doing that, but it is it is more complex. And we've also been understaffed this year. Um, we've been down a counselor this entire academic year, and that's obviously also impacted kind of just our workflow. I, I think something that's been kind of funny to me is how much hasn't changed. I mean, obviously a lot has changed at Grinnell since I was a student, but there's so much that's still the same. And even some of the like, some of the things that frustrated me as a student are still things that I hear students complain about now. And that is, I don't know, it's kind of humbling in a way and kind of gives me, it's an interesting perspective to see also, I think the things that really, you know, got me riled up as a student that now it's not that they don't matter, but they're, I have a different perspective on the, the role of Grinnell in my life as a whole and as a place in the world with, you know, I mean, obviously I, I, I value a lot of what the college values, but I have a different perspective on kind of its role as an institution than maybe I did as a student, a more nuanced perspective than I did as a student. I think what has led to my success at working in my alma mater is the gap. Like I was gone for eight years, um, going, doing, living, seeing life outside of Iowa. And I think that's helped me gain really wonderful perspective and like learning best practices from other places to apply to a place that I'm intimately familiar with. And so on the one hand, like the learning curve has been a little less steep because there's something like there's some things I don't have to like people don't have to explain to me right like when you make a Harris joke like I get what you're saying <laughs> or you know when a student is sitting across from me there's like a certain level of understanding that someone without that prior context like wouldn't have um and 
I don't want to recreate my student experience. Like I graduated 15 years ago. Grinnell, as much as it changes, it stays the same, but it's different. It's fundamentally different and it should be. And so I think being away like gave me perspective so that this place that I love so much can continuously improve and take into account the different perspectives of folks that are coming to the prairie. So first of all, it's, it's surreal. I've gotten used to it now almost, but it was pretty surreal because I've bounced around and lived a number of different places and each place I've lived feels like a distinct chapter in my life. And it's still my life, but it's almost sometimes like it's in sepia tones, like the color gets less vivid as you go on. So coming back and being in some of the same places and experiencing what it's like to be here and actually get married in this campus, walking around with my my two-year-old and having him learn to walk really on Mac Field, just to, to be here as an adult with a different perspective is, is interesting. And it's definitely interesting for my husband because he doesn't have that shared experience. He has the experience of being what they call a trailing spouse, right? Who comes from Chicago and is an artist and an actor and now is stuck in the middle of nowhere where it's hard to even get food someplace that will deliver. But at the same time, it really took me by surprise because I thought that the next chapter of my life would be about teaching in the classroom. You know, I thought, oh, it'd be great to teach directing, acting, playwriting, all of that stuff. And what I've found is I've really fallen in love with working with students one-on-one, helping them think about what they care about, what they enjoy in all sorts of contexts and how those can be woven together to create a meaningful life. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love storytelling on stage. I love that feeling of dread and excitement and adrenaline that comes with opening night and not knowing how people are going to react to seeing a story unfold for the first time in real life. But there's also such an immense deep satisfaction when a student tells me, I got that internship, I got that job. It it gives me tingles, you know, and in a very satisfying way. So I'm really hooked on career services now. And my younger self is like, man, you got a desk job. And, and, and I say to my younger self, girl, you got to rethink what a desk job is <laughs> because yes, I happen to sit at a desk, but I do a lot of creative problem solving and I do a lot of unpacking of things in a way that's, that's dynamic, that's exciting, that's not just pushing around pieces of paper. While Sarah, Teague, Leslie, and Rachel each took different paths back to Grinnell, they had similar observations about what it means to work at Grinnell commitment to students and fostering intellectual and creative growth. And more importantly, serving an institution they love and care deeply about. So before we end, we wanted to ask them if there were specific memories of their college time that they find themselves reliving now. 
Well, there's probably two. One would be the big cookie from the grill that has been a thing um, since the 80s. The grill was in a totally different location, right? It was in the forum. Um, but even though it's now moved to the JRC, that was not a thing 30 years ago. The, the big cookie has remained stable. And so there's something about the big cookie that is very motivating to my own Grinnell experience. And I think a lot of us, a coffee and a big cookie will kind of give you the sugar and caffeine push that that you need, um, whether it's writing a paper or grading a bunch of papers, you you can get the, I, I highly recommend the big cookie as a, as a Grinnell memory. I've noticed that even like the admissions office, they, in the past, they've like given out the big cookie. Um, even the way it's still called the big cookie. And there are other cookies available now. There's a whole variety of cookies. But if I say the big cookie, you know what I mean, the chocolate chip. So um, that, and then probably um, I'll tell on myself, sneaking that into Burling and eating the big cookie like on the third or the, even the fourth floor while you stare out the little window and look out at campus while either writing or grading those papers. So yeah, that's my furtive Grinnell memory of eating the big cookie in Burling. Actually, one thing that, you know, I haven't eaten in dining hall since since being here. I've, you know, been at the grill a couple of times, but not, haven't eaten in the dining hall. But something I do think about sometimes is my senior year, I took Arabic, which was the first year that Arabic was offered at the college. College. I was very dedicated to attending Arabic table every single Wednesday. And sometimes when I am in the JRC and walk past the area, sort of kind of on the other side of the glass from the upstairs, because we would have it in one of the upstairs rooms, I always think about that and like just how special that was. Just, I mean, here I am, tiny college in Grinnell, Iowa, and like every week have a dedicated hour where I go and eat lunch with other students of Arabic and with my Arabic professor and like, you know, learn more about Arabic, just kind of, yeah. Yeah, I would say everywhere that I go, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when I would study there or <laughs> all the various Harris parties or, you know, the drag show or whatever. Every time I hear Madonna's Like a Prayer or Tunak Tunak Tun in any sort of context, like I am immediately in Harris with my friends, like belting it out. Like we play, like we had Like a Prayer on our, uh, I played volleyball at Grinnell. And so we had it on like our like warm up playlist. So like anytime I hear Madonna, I am automatically like transported to 2004 and, you know, getting ready for disco or whatever. So yeah, music, music has really salient memories for me. And so it's definitely anytime I hear anything Madonna and Tunak Tunak Tune. One place where I encounter Grinnell Rachel is walking through the central part of campus. I used to run my lines all the time out loud while I was walking. I didn't care. And so sometimes I, I see myself weaving between classes to work on those lines as I'm walking. I also liked to rehearse with actors in different spaces on campus. And I remember rehearsing outside the forum on a day that was probably kind of cold. So apologies to the actors. The forum used to not have all that office space and it had the forum grill in it. So you could just occupy random spaces. Forum was always great for rehearsal space. And I feel like there was this orange shaggy carpet on a lot of things. I really think there was. That's my memory anyway. I'm debating whether there was some on the wall or if I'm getting it confused with a room in my high school, which just makes me sound old.
but I, I definitely remember using random things to represent furniture and just hijacking space and making it happen. And then the other thing is, is lying down in the middle of Mac field. And that's before East campus was there. That's before the JRC was there. So it really felt like you were just alone in the world, like lost in the darkness with these points of, of light above you. Like you're in the middle of a snow globe without the snow, if that makes sense. I remember in, in enjoying that feeling at one with the universe and yet completely alone. Rachel is right. There's something about the prairie sky that is limitless. It makes you realize that there is such a huge world out there. And of all the places you could go, coming back to Grinnell is pretty special. Agreed. No matter where you go in life, Grinnellians manage to infuse their trajectories with meaning and purpose. Whether planned or serendipitous, Grinnellians really do go incredible places. And this is only the beginning. We can't wait to see you next fall for season two. It's been a joy working with both of you, Meredith and Katie. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for this opportunity. And we've had so much fun. Until then, have a fantastic summer. <laughs>